you know, you know, those rides where it's like you're in the, the, the roads and you're driving along. What, what the hell are you talking about? On the Peloton. What do you mean? What am I talking oh, about? Oh, the Peloton. Oh, we're recording the now, scenic so. rides. The scenic rides. That's what they're called. I did one of those in Scotland, actually. I want to we'll, do we'll talk about that. But we are right. back with another episode. So um, thank you for joining us. We have a, a guest host tonight joining us. So that's awesome. We'll get to who the special guest is in one second. But before we start off the episode, we're going to hop right into our drink of the night. And I just cracked it open. <laughs> was, that, that, was that what that sound? I did hear it. Did you hear it going, shh. That was... What? Amateur, you got to start before we start recording. Um, I got my drink of the night, but what's more important than my drink of the night is our special guest host. So, introducing Leslie from Oak and Feather Decor. Why don't you tell all of our listeners what your drink of the night is? First of all, you better have a drink of the night. I do. I do have a drink of the night. It's right here. Um, I'm not fancy. I didn't have anything fancy in my house. So it's literally a lime bubbly with a splash of a random tequila that I found in my oh, cabinet. That's actually incredibly fancy. <laughs> yeah, so a little tequila soda <laughs> action going on. It's way Holy. fancier than anything we've ever had, yeah, I think. Well, the word splash just makes it instantly fancy no matter what. And your Yeti matches your sweater. So you get bonus points for that. You notice that? Hey, did, did you guys know there's a new bubbly coming out? What is it? I don't know what it is. They don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think they what? like me anymore. <laughs> they didn't send it to you? No. No, no there I, is. I, I only know there's a new one coming out because I saw a commercial. <laughs> the, like, oh. What was the last new... one? Was it mango. watermelon the last one? No, mango watermelon? was like a while ago. I wasn't a fan of the watermelon anyways. I think the last one was watermelon. But yeah, there's there's a new one coming out, I think, next week or something like that. Don, tell us why they aren't a fan of you anymore since uh, people listening want to work with brands. Should I really should I really say why? Absolutely, yeah. Well, they're not a fan of me for more because I stopped doing that kind of stuff basically just for cans of free bubbly. Attaboy. Fair. That, Fair. I would start clapping if that didn't make everyone that's <laughs> listening to this go deaf. You know? Yeah, so, so basically, air yeah, clapping. They, they, any of those things they never paid me for, which is why I basically only gave them a few stories here and there. Uh, and then eventually I had basically Claire reach out to them and say, you know, uh, you're going to pay this guy yeah. <laughs> and never got another can of bubbly again after that. <laughs> he didn't get totally, a no. He just totally never okay, got an yeah. answer. <laughs> just ghosted. Yeah. See ya. Hey, I don't mind doing that, man. Like a couple, no, I do that I mean, quite often yeah, for some stuff, but it depends know, on what it is and for how long and how many right. times and over the years, like, you know, a can of pop is a few bucks. So, yeah. you know, you've done your, you've done your fair share. So, um, but right. I actually thought you had some secret info there. Like you got some special email with like the, the no, bubble. No, not, not, not this something. time. This time I just saw it like all the, all the common folk in my, <laughs> yeah. On a commercial. Uh, yeah. Leslie does seem like a bubbly um, type of, of of drinker. You like your cottage springs and and those types of of beverages, right? Yeah, I'm a big like canned vodka soda fan because it's simple and fast, gets the job done. So, I, but I'm out, so that's why I'm fancier than usual. But yeah, bubbly, I love it, but only lime and strawberry. That's it. 
Yeah, I don't even oh. like strawberry. I pretty much only like lime. Well, I got you both beat. I don't drink bubbly at all. I've never even, I don't even think I've ever tried one. In, Come on, you've never tried I, I, one. I've never, Vicky has, like my wife likes bubblies, but I've, I'm not a, a club soda, especially when it's flavored type of person yeah. at all. I hate bubbly water. The little bubbles are like little spikes in my mouth. Like that's why I don't drink pop <laughs> a lot either. So <laughs> I find the Red Bull has like tinier bubbles, which, which I'm, which I can tolerate, but um, that leads me to my drink of the night. It's once again, um, I didn't have anything fancy like Leslie, so it's a vodka Red Bull again because they just hit the spot for me. So, um, Dom, what's yours that you just cracked open? I am actually drinking. It's a grapefruit Rattler that <laughs> you actually left at my cottage this summer. Yes. <laughs> it's, look, it's like the last one. <laughs> Still added. Why'd in the you drink that, man? Give the, I was hoping you give that back to me. <laughs> give it, I'll give you. I'll give you the can back if you want. You can get your like five cents from it. You owe me for that, man. I love Rattlers, man. I think it's because yeah. I was born in Germany and I'm European. But I the only thing that pisses me off is when you go to the LCBO and buy a Rattler, you're buying 50% juice. Wow, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's pre-mixed. So that's bullshit in my opinion. But um, well, then don't buy them. What do you want? You like Rattlers, Leslie? <laughs> do you even know what that is? <laughs> Yeah, they're like a fruity beer, aren't they? Yeah, kind of? basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's beer with them. juice in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can yeah. I can only drink so many. Stuff like that makes me feel full. That's why I stick to the bubbly water. Le- Leslie goes directly to the hard stuff. She came to my cottage. She drank like a whole bottle of grappa by herself. <laughs> I was peer pressured. Dom <laughs> yeah. forced me. And then yeah. you should have seen me the next day. It was horrifying. I'm traumatized. Yeah, nothing good happens at Dom's Cottage is almost like Vegas. What happens at Dom's Cottage stays at Dom's Cottage, you know, but you got to have the, um, this, the, listen to this, okay? If you're drinking, I, I don't do it often, but I, you know, I indulge, especially at the cottage, places like that. But before you go to bed, if you're able to, two Advils and a big glass of water. I'm not kidding you. You're going to wake up like, uh, you're going to wake up like a rock star, you know, ready to go. Dom's going to be hitting the Peloton. That's the zero hangover um, secret ever since I turned however old I am now. You know, you got to, those Advils are almost regular um, thing before bed. Is that why when we went to Vegas, like as soon as we landed, you asked Vicky if she, if she had Advil? (laughs) Hey, we're not talking about that again. Okay. That was our previous episode, man. Hey, have you ever been actually Leslie to Vegas? No. Well, I technically have. But I went um, when I was like a poor student. So I don't think yeah. I experienced Vegas the way it's meant to be experienced. Yeah. Oh, so you've actually went though, like for a few nights, like on the strip or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so we were there, I think, two or three nights. Um, we did a lot of gambling and then saw like a couple shows, but that was it. So that's, that's, it was, pretty it much, that's pretty much all you do yeah. in Las Vegas anyway. So yeah, yeah. you saw it. It's... Yeah. Yeah, it's that's well, like you said though, like if you're going there um, you know, with the intention to not spend money, it's not going to be fun. It's just not going to be the same, but um, you know, you it is what it is, right? You make of it what you make of it. Um totally. so one of the things we wanted to talk to Leslie about tonight and even Dom and and myself will drop some of our knowledge, but 
Um, we've all been on social media for a while. So quickly here, Leslie's our, our guest host. And um, very briefly, just tell people who you are, what you do, and how you came to know the two of us or how we were fortunate enough to get to know you. Yeah, so I have been on social media for about the last six years. That's when I started my small business where I specialize in making handmade signs using a scroll saw. Um, and I actually met the two of you in the very beginnings of my business. Since we're all in Ontario, we had like an Ontario maker meetup and I knew Dom like I'd never met him in real life, but I knew who he was. And I sat next to him at this dinner and we both ordered chicken fingers. So I was like, all right, this guy seems cool. And then Vic, I remember you came in late, but you came in and you sat at like the head of the table and you were like, everyone, hello, it's Victor. I'm here. And I was like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> but that was my first impression of both of you. And it kind of, it's still, it's still the same. Vic is the very big, like, personality and dom's like the chill guy eating chicken fingers yeah i wish That's i had right. a chicken finger right now to be honest <laughs> right? i wish i had a table i could come to the end of and just start yelling <laughs> <laughs> hold on so you met dom the same time for the first time ever that yeah i met you it was at that at that uh restaurant in vaughn or wherever right yeah it was like mississauga or vaughn yeah, or something i think it was in mississauga or something yeah oh okay. yeah and yeah. that was probably yeah like six years ago now that's yeah, that's, yeah, uh, I don't know if it was six years ago, but uh, yeah, pretty like maybe five. No, I think you're right. Like, was it like 2017 or something? Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It so was yeah, a that's a long time ago. Holy cow. Yeah. And we've all watched each other's journey grow. That's been the yeah. best part, right? Like the uh, original group yeah. of us. Um, And uh, one thing that Leslie does really well, and we put out stories about this earlier in the week, asking for people um, how they do this thing we're going to talk about. But one thing that Leslie does awesome is reaching her target audience, regardless of whether it's selling or um, just stuff you do every day as a as a mom, as a maker. And and the reason I say you hit your target audience well is, for example, when you put out a story with like a question, and then after you'll post the you know, like a results video of like people answering that question. The fact that you actually have like pages of answers or you put out a giveaway and you'll have like 300 million people enter this giveaway. Yeah. You know, oh, Le like, Leslie <laughs> was definitely the queen of giveaways. Yeah. That, yeah, Seriously. definitely. Remember like she used to do giveaways and yeah, like 8 million people would <laughs> enter the giveaway. Half of yeah, half of Canada would enter these giveaways, and then I'll do a giveaway, and like maybe eight people in that, like two of those are my mom and sister enter, you know. So, um, but talk to us about that. Like, what's your strategy? Because I think we'll go with the number six years, okay? Just for argument's sake, in the last six years, um, yes, we've all remained friends. We've all stuck with the world of woodworking. That's kind of what holds us all, um, you know, in the same niche, but. We've all also gone our own separate ways and we've done different things. We've worked with different brands. We make and sell different stuff. Um, but how have you maintained that, um, you know, bond with your audience and able to, I guess, is Canada still one of your larger groups? I know as you grow that and you put out a story about how um, there was a lot of Americans and Brazilians and stuff. And I know how that is. Like, trust me, my insights are all over the place, but how do you do it? How do you keep a bond with your target audience? And start by telling us who your 
target audience really is even. Yeah, so I think that's really being able to target your audience is knowing who your audience really is. Um, when I started my business, I really focused on selling, which in hindsight was a bit of a mistake when I first started. But thankfully, I learned quickly that my audience wasn't just customers. It wasn't only people that wanted to buy signs from my business. I also had a large audience of makers, people who wanted to learn how to do similar things to what I do. But also, like you mentioned, women and specifically mothers um, who kind of went through the journey of motherhood with me. Um, because over the last six years, I started when my first daughter was a baby. She's just turning seven now. Um, and I've seven. had another baby. Yeah, she's turning Holy seven, smokes. which is wild. And then during that six years, I had another baby. She's three now. But my audience kind of went through that whole journey with me. So once I kind of figured out, okay, my audience is a combination of makers, um, women, mothers, and a small portion are customers, I kind of had a strategy of how I wanted to post. So to appeal to my customers, obviously I want to show my products. I wanna show the pretty finished pictures or videos like reels and revealing the finished sign um, to appeal to that audience. But before I post my finished sign, I typically have a few videos or posts prior to posting the finished product that are geared towards my other audiences. So the process videos where I kind of show what I'm making or how I'm making it, those are geared toward the makers. And then I usually have maybe like a time lapse of me puzzling one of my signs together where I'll do a caption that kind of says what the sign means to me or what I've learned through the experience of making that sign. And that's geared towards kind of my more dedicated and engaged followers. That's like the moms, as I mentioned, or the people that have been with me on the journey from the beginning who have kind of seen my growth from somebody who just painted on wood, who now makes these like really intricate signs. Um, hey, Dom started by painting on wood too. I just have to point that out. Right? I, I know. <laughs> We all start somewhere, somewhere right? That's right? Yeah, so it, it's kind of a, a split strategy where I'm, my audience is a wide variety of people, but I've kind of learned what appeals to each group. And I try to post something each week for each of those groups. Um, and then there's that target audience that we're all chasing is the, the people that we want to draw in as followers. Um, and for me, a lot of the time that's, a combination of I'd like makers and customers to be coming in um, just because of the way that my page works. I make money by selling signs, but I also make money by creating content for different brands. Um, so they have different audiences that are attractive to them too. Um, and Reels has really been beneficial for me in terms of targeting those audiences because you can have such a wider reach um, to bigger audiences as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I I like the strategy that that you just explained, but I have a question. Do you find one of those performs better than than the others? Like when you when you target the stuff targeted at other makers versus targeted at, you know, potential customers. Do, do you find one of those types of content 
performs better typically? So, I mean, it's kind of a roller coaster on social media, as you guys know. Um, some content formats will perform well for a while and then all of a sudden stop working. The one style of video that I find probably has the most consistency, it's not always a huge hit, but over time has probably done the best for me, are the process videos. So the videos where I show the process of making something from start to finish and showing the finished product at the very end. Um, and I think the reason for that is because that style video, if I can grab the attention for long enough, appeals to all of my target audiences. So the makers who want to see how it's made, the customers who want to just see the finished product, but then also the people who are just along for the ride with me and enjoy seeing the whole journey. Um, but with the algorithm and the way things are lately, sometimes those longer form videos don't always do the best, but I would say long-term consistently doing well, that's the style video that I try to stick with. Oh, don't get me, don't get any of us started on the algorithm or the way Instagram <laughs> has been lately. <clears throat> we actually touched on that in the last episode about how um, consistency in terms of, because uh, people always argued for a long time it was quality, not quantity. But at the same time, with quantity, you know, we we, we talked about this, Dom, in the last episode, you're bound yeah. to just hit more, um, you know, reach right and the the odds of going viral are higher with more and more which is why people nowadays and i'm guilty of it too I, in fact i did one this morning where it's okay i'm not the whole video is not ready yet but i'm going to steal like five six seconds out of that video and post it hoping that like i just parts of that drive me crazy but i'm the one also doing it so it's like um you know you can't can't really hate on it when we're all just kind of chasing the same thing but one thing i am not Sorry, Dom and I, we are not paying you for, but we are going to steal it and maybe even use it in the episode title is split strategy. That's what Leslie said. I wrote it down because that's an awesome way to describe um, how you reach your target audience by actually um, different stages of your content creation. Each one's kind of aimed at a different group. So that's awesome. Um, you know, we all do that. We all do the process videos, but I never really think in my head, I'm like, okay, this part of my, my, you know, game is going to be towards those people. And this part is towards those people. So that's awesome. That's already a golden nugget right there. Um, well, how many of your, would you, would you share with us roughly, you don't have to go look it up, but how much of your audience is male versus female? Cause mine's about 70. What is it Dom? Cause remember we checked last time and we're about the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, mine is, is it like, like it's mine is like close to 80% male. Okay. So, so mine's like, a bit it's like the high seventies. It's like 77% or something like that. I think I'm about maybe three quarters male or somewhere between yeah. 70 and 80. Anyways, what's your, what's your, what's yours, Leslie? Yeah. So Instagram, I think I'm about 70% female and 30% male. And then TikTok, I'm like 85% female. Oh, wow. On that platform. Eh? Yeah. You know, you know, what's funny bringing up TikTok on TikTok, I'm about 50, 50. And, and for a while there, it was actually more female. Like it was like 60, 40, but it's kind of evened out now. That's all. That's one thing I haven't checked ever. I don't think I should though. My TikTok up until lately, actually there's some questions later we'll hop into about TikTok, but 
I've always treated TikTok like kind of like my Instagram backup. Like I just kind of repost videos there. Um, so therefore, I've never actually even hopped into insights or anything. But um, just like a lot of other people will say, you know, I plan on doing more on TikTok and also YouTube and also fuck everything else in the world. But it's just never come to that. Yeah. But what is your number one social media platform, both of you, right now? Oh, in Instagram for sure. Yeah. Leslie? I'm pretty split between Instagram and TikTok. And the reason for that is because Instagram, I've been on the longest. So speaking of audiences, I have followers on Instagram who have been with me for six years. Like I, I try to answer my DMs as much as possible. And there are people that I recognize that I've been talking to for years and years. So in terms of like connection and community, I feel like Instagram will always be my favorite but in terms of selling and reaching a bigger audience tiktok has done really well for me like i get a lot more sales leads through tiktok right now than i do through really, instagram eh? yeah mm-hmm. surprisingly that's interesting i just mm-hmm. feel like i have a hard time putting the effort into tiktok that i put into instagram i have a hard time there keeping up with the comments and and following like I'll basically just post and and run away from TikTok and, you know, cross my fingers that the post does well and gains me some followers. But I just have a hard time. And I think it just comes down to I only have so much effort in me to put into something. Yeah. Right. And I've been putting it into Instagram. Like, let me ask you both of this. Have you ever posted something to TikTok that you specifically made for TikTok? Like you posted it there before you posted it to Instagram. I've never done that. Anything I've ever posted to TikTok has been recycled Instagram content. I've only done that twice and they were both because they were for brands that only wanted a TikTok deliverable. That's literally the only time I've ever done that. Other than that, it's always recycled, um, recycled IG content. Leslie, you have for sure, right? Well, for me on TikTok, I actually post a ton of stuff on TikTok that I would never post on Instagram. And I, yeah, and I just feel like TikTok is just, I I don't want to say it's like a more casual platform. Like, I don't take it as seriously. Like Instagram, I feel like I have this expectation of like, okay, I have my strategy. I know what types of videos people like here. I know what does well. I kind of want my feed to have this consistent, cohesive feel to it. Whereas on TikTok, sometimes I'll just get on TikTok like I'm talking to you guys right now and just like talk to the people who are following me there. Like, hey, this is what's going on today. This is a project I'm working on and I'll post that as a video. Um, They have stories on TikTok, but I haven't really done stories like that. I kind of just post my videos like that there. So I love the freedom of the freedom for me in TikTok is what you just said. Like on Instagram, I'm very regimental. Like, okay, I hit, I hit that 8 a.m. post. Um, now I have scheduling posts, actually. We'll get to that in a minute. But I hit that 8 a.m. post. The, it has to fit this and this and this. On TikTok, it's so freeing. I'll be um, whatever I'm doing. I'll be in the bath at like, you know, noon. And I'll be like, I'm posting a TikTok. And yeah. I don't care about the time. I don't, yeah. I don't know if. I don't know why I have to pick bath, but you know what I mean? Like it could be, I could be doing anything in the middle of the day and I won't care. I'll just drop a TikTok, um, which is an older Instagram video with new music. But that part for me is freeing on TikTok. Instagram, you're in this like, you know, 
like you said, I have expectations and people will judge me if I, if I, you know, veer out of that lane that I've created over the past, you know, six, seven years. And that's why other platforms can be very freeing. But um, at the same time, Instagram for me is, uh, is still my number one, but no, Don, to answer your question, never. I've never but done a see, TikTok. The the thing too though other. is like I know what you're saying because I do the same thing on TikTok. I'll post whenever like I have a chance, and as opposed to Instagram, where if I'm gonna post, it's gonna be at eight o'clock in the morning. If I miss eight o'clock, I'm not posting that day, <laughs> right? But I know if if you want to do well on the other platform, shouldn't you be kind of taking it the same way that that you're doing Instagram? Like, I think that, like, I just can't be bothered, but I think if I really want to grow there and do well there, I should be doing the same things. I should be replying to every comment. I should be posting, you know, the same amount of times a week at the same time of day, every day. I think day. we all got spoiled, though, on TikTok. Like, and I'm talking maybe for all three of us, where we all came into TikTok at that time when they were, like, we went from, like, zero to 50,000 yeah. in, like, in no time. Yeah. And then, like, we also but then, know, put But then that died. Like I that, know that now was very hard to gain. Actually, I saw Leslie's story today that that you just hit a hundred k on. Hey, did you so, hit it? So congrats I did for today. that. Yeah, Thank but, you. Uh, like I it's, crawled it's, there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is it's it yeah. hit a yeah. point where it just became super hard even there to gain followers. Yeah, it wasn't long ago where I posted the exact same video that did well on Instagram, and I was thinking in my head, I'm like, holy fuck, if it did good on Instagram these days. This yeah. thing's going to blow up on TikTok because nothing does well for me on Instagram these days. And sure enough, it did. And uh, that gave, gained me like, you know, 3,000 followers in like a few weeks, like like we used to be when TikTok yeah. first started, right? But then same thing. As soon as that wave um, crashed, it's been like, I'm probably losing again. I don't know. I know on Instagram, I'm losing every day um, if I don't post. If I post, then it just keeps me like above the water they're just yeah. breathing you know if i don't post i expect to lose at least 50 a day but it is what it is um but tiktok yeah that's um i don't know how much i don't know maybe in 2023 i keep saying i'll i'll put in more time but leslie let me take you back one second because this is a throwback because one of the questions i threw out on the for the gram page earlier was just anything people want to ask you and you mentioned instagram is where you have your bond it's got our homies from years ago that we've all been kind of growing with sean our buddy sean over at vance vance made woodworking wants to know when uh, you're giving back dom's clamps <laughs> I actually don't have any of Dom's clamps. I'll have you know, I have zero of them. It, you can actually, can you see my clamps behind me? I guess people listening can't. That one right there was from Vic. He gave me that because he's did a I? nice friend. You did. You gave it to me. I came over I to borrow that. your planer. That's that's like, the one you asked me if I wanted, and I said no, I don't want oh, that. That's... <laughs> Shut up. No, I went over to Vic's house because I needed to use his planer because I didn't have one yet. So he gave me two really nice clamps. And then... Yeah, fuck. Can I have those you back? Did. No, you may not. They're <laughs> mine now. You were, you were drunk that day. Yeah, that's right. You didn't take Never your not. He was operating the planer. <laughs> oh, I'm always hammered operating the planer. It's fine. Oh, so smart. Don't stick your hand in the blade. That's... that's I have to give it that. number one. Yeah. yeah. number one. But I also have like 10 amazing pipe clamps from mad the maker mike 
I think he oh, was your neighbor. Those, those are my he, clans. He still is. Those yeah. Are those are not. Oh, those were the ones that he was talking about. Those were never yours. Mike gave them to Dom <laughs> to give to me, and he tried to keep them. That's what happened. Oh, so to answer oh. the question, Dom will never get those back ever. Ooh. Well, there you go. That's just. That's well, like we'll, the if we'll see about that because apparently I'm coming over there to help Mark with something. So <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, gonna, I saw that you, question. Are you gonna be home that day? No, I'll make sure I'm gone. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, did you see my story today about the wood I got from Mark? From yeah. Mark's, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh man, that's a that's a shame. But it's actually um, it led to a lot of people messaging me with other ideas so i think it's going to become an even cooler piece then speaking of who's drunk over here leslie's boxing with her microphone what are you i'm doing? sorry if that just like broke somebody's eardrum i just punched yes. my mic we need to lost keep people awake through the episode so that's good no that's funny but anyways yeah i'll come up with something cool for that um but yeah so targeting audience do you still do that dom like in terms of do you still like you've your content strategy has changed a lot over the last few years. So do you even do that anymore? Or like, cause you don't focus well, on would, selling or anything, right? Well, I mean, I, I, I still do like to sell stuff, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've like from being a hundred percent selling, you know, now I've kind of veered more towards the, the content creation, but I still do like selling still makes up a big chunk of my income. Uh, but I mean, but strategy these days, like you used to hashtag restaurant, Toronto restaurant, yes. chef, kitchen. Like yes. I remember going 100%. on your, yeah. I, I used to go on Dom's feed to get hashtags for when I posted a charcuterie board, you know? Hey, fuck but, you. Get a, don't don't yeah, copy my hashtags. Fuck, fuck off, man. It's, it's, it's open source, you know? If you put it out there, I'm stealing it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I did. I did used to do that a lot. And I mean, for what it was worth, I, I think it did help because I, got a lot of business from restaurants and hotels and and that sort of stuff. Uh, I think that became a lot harder with the emergence of reels. I, I think yeah. it made it a lot more di- like pictures. It was just a completely different ball game with pictures and Hey, and, pictures. Did you guys hear? Yeah. They're back. back. Apparently. Apparently. Back. I mean, yeah, that's Believe what it when I see it. Are they so really po- back? I posted a picture one day, and this was just random because I had zero content, one day before Adam Mazzari announced that pictures are back. So I was like, fuck, perfect. And to be honest, it actually is my most liked post in like the last week or so or two weeks even. Yeah. Um, Over top of any reels that you've done? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Eh? In terms of likes, I think it has like, um, you know, hundreds more than maybe not one reel one reel did really well but it wasn't terribly performing basically is what i'm saying yeah. so um now i'm i'm anxious to try more right um but that's also because we've all catered our feed to to reels that's the way yeah. we all aim mm-hmm. towards if we had kept it photos like my other you know instagram account that we once in a while mention then that's what the algorithm will pick up. That's my opinion. So if if you've trained the you know Instagram that you're a Reels account, then yeah, photos probably won't do very well. Um, do you even post photos still, Leslie, of your finished signs? So I do, but it's like one in every 
10 to 15 posts. I'll post the still images of the finished signs. I rarely, I actually never post process photos anymore. Back when it in the day when it was all photos, I would post like unfinished signs. But now if it's a photo, it's a finished yeah. um, project. And typically I do like a carousel shot where if I want to include any process shots, they'll be like down the line. Um, but I think like still images, even when reels were everything, depending on who you are targeting as your audiences, still images are still really helpful because I mean, I mean, Dom's pretty old, but like older old generations of people I find typically like <clears throat> static posts where they can look at the image, they can zoom in, they can read it and it's not like loud and distracting. Um, like my parents are on Instagram and they don't <laughs> understand reels and they're like, what, what is all this noise? So when Did I she post, just compare um, Dawn to her parents. Yeah. I think he might be like yeah. older than my dad. I'm not You're, sure. But... Me, me and her dad went to high school together. <laughs> you guys are in the same age category. Yeah. No, but but you know see, what the, I mean? Like there's but the problem, I, to I totally agree with you, but the problem is, are those picture posts going to get seen by the people that you want to see them? Well, Where, now's like, I the go time through, to try. I, I always tell myself, in the back of my head, I'm always saying, you know what, I'm going to start like two times a week. I'm going to post pictures twice yeah. a week. That's going to be my post. But then it's post like, a thousand who, who charcuterie wants, boards you used to Who wants to, yeah, like that was so Standing easy. There, right? Just like every time I'm working, I go out there, take a couple pictures and that's like two days worth of posts there. Just, yeah. of, you know, stacked up charcuterie boards. But I say I'm going to do it. But then I'm like, who wants to post a, something that's going to get a hundred likes and nobody's going to see. And it, it's kind of, it defeats you before you even start doing it. Yeah. Right. I don't but, know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it might be worth a try now to see if if it really is, you know. I was thinking of recreating one of my best photos ever from like when photos were a thing of my DeWalt tools, you know, in the shop. Like for some reason, people love that. And so today, I was out there working on these cabinets in my in my, in Violet's closet, and I looked over and I saw like the image of what I took a picture of, you know, like four years ago. And I was like, fuck, that should be the photo I post now to see if this whole, you know, bullshit is true about photos performing yeah. well. And then I started thinking in my head that whole like imposter syndrome. I'm like, so now I'm like a stump guy, but I'm promoting tools. Like I just, I, I, my mind started going crazy. Then I just, just like, all right, I'm just going to get back to work. And once again, I did not take that photo, but yeah. um, I don't know, man, now might be the time to try it out. If, Adam Mazzari said they over his words exactly where they over focused on video in 2022 and they plan to change that. So, um, you know, whether he's just saying what we want to hear or it's true, I guess we'll we'll find out. Yeah, I think for me personally, I'm going to try to post one photo a week and just see how it goes. Like I I'm I try to post every single day. Like I know you guys are saying you post at 8 a.m. That's what works for you guys. For me. It's been 8 p.m. That's been like my consistent best time. Um, and then sometimes I'll post at like 9 a.m. And on the weekends, I find the mornings work better. Sometimes I take a day off, but most of the time I'm consistently posting. Because the one thing I try to keep in my mind, specifically about my audience, is like I want to post for the audience that I have, but I also want to post for the audience that I don't have. So 
when I'm writing my captions or I'm making a video, I'm thinking about somebody seeing me for the very first time. I'm not always just posting like, hey, remember when I talked about this last week? Because chances are a lot of people didn't yeah. see you last week. You know what I mean? So when people say like, oh, I feel like I don't have any content. I can't repost stuff. I'm like, well, why not? Because there's literally millions of people out there that haven't seen it. And yeah, maybe there's a couple hundred or a couple thousand people that did. But for most people, it's like a couple hundred out of the thousands of followers that you have. So, yeah, it's also know. recycling content nowadays is different. It's not a matter of remember before you would literally take a video or a picture that you posted, you know, four months ago and just repost it. Nowadays, there's the option of trimming like that video down to a different video almost. Right. I did that twice this week where I took a video from a long time ago, but made it you know, air quotes, reels worthy. So it's like, you know, within 20 seconds, throw on a cool new song, make the transitions quicker so that it matches the music. It's not, is that really reposting? I guess it is, but you're still putting in a little work, right? To come up with new content, even though it's recycled crap. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a reworked content. It's not really, it's not really new content. Like, you know what I tried last week, I think? I took a story I thought, okay. you know, it's like this story could have almost been a post, not quite, like it could have been real, but I had I had no other content. So I said, I'm going to take this, I'm going to post it as a reel and see what happens. Because how did it do? Terrible. Like <laughs> horrendous. Like... <laughs> see, that's funny, man, because that's the that's exactly what happened on my other account where I finally hit a one million reel. That was a story. And then I'm oh, that my, was originally a story? That was a story, oh. which is why originally it had writing on the screen. But I was sitting in my car with a Tim Hortons coffee, and I go to my buddy, hey, this story's getting a lot of laughs. I'm going to post it as a reel. And he's like, do, do you, man? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about, right? So, <laughs> so I just posted as a reel, and then that one just blew up. So that's why I was so curious to see how yours did. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it, I mean, it could just be not have nothing to do with it having been a story. It could just be that it just wasn't good content, right? And it just, but I am like, I'm in like a severe slump right now. Like oh, yeah. none of my content is getting anywhere near like the engagement and the numbers that I'm typically used to. Right, yeah. like way down. But it is what it is. What are you gonna do? You gotta just keep posting and, you know, wait I think for that's it to turn around. That's across the board, man. Like, yeah. you know, I'll always throw this out disclaimer. There's always those accounts blowing up and doing well, blah, blah, blah. But I think overall right now, the feeling is um, stagnant, right? Like it's kind of like, it's hard to, <clears throat> I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if we had pressed the record button yet, but if I'm not posting every day, I'm expecting a loss of, of followers. And when I do post every day, it's just with the, um, expectations that I stay at that like same number. So it's, it, it, that becomes very hard, very stressful, very tiring. And then once in a while, like my last one was maybe nine or 10 reels ago, it hit like, like 300,000 or something. Then you're like, okay, that might keep, that might even get me a few followers. Right. But it's, man, I hate, I hate what, what it's become, man. That game is, yeah. is stressful. Do you but feel that, that too? Leslie? Like, how do you feel about that? Are you, are you? Yeah. Growing so or? 
No. So Instagram, I'm in the same boat. I had a great summer on Instagram. I had a bunch of videos. Like I didn't have any like mega viral hits. I had a couple hit a million, um, a couple hit like 500, 700,000. So I was able to grow um, to 100K, which was awesome. Um, But once I hit 100K, it was like, Dom and I actually talked about it because we hit a hundred around the same time. Mm-hmm. And when you looked at our insights, it was like this skyrocket and then fall off a cliff, like just no more followers. So I've been fluctuating up and down 50 followers literally for like six months. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. the Seriously. same as what you said. Like if I don't post, I lose followers. If I do post, I kind of stay flatlined. So, but the thing is too, like it, it I have been discouraged. Like there's days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But then, you know, you'll have that post that does kind of decent and you'll see that audience kind of be there for you. And that's like the people that want to be there to support you and are excited about what you're doing. And it kind of keeps you going just in the hopes that like it'll pick up again. Right. So, yeah, it's funny on TikTok. So TikTok, I was dead in the water literally since July uh, like my videos were getting like 300 views like it was sad I was like this is this is bad I need to just like throw in the towel but I kept going I posted every day whatever I was like as long as I keep doing it at least I'm not losing followers and then funny enough this week finally things have picked up there a little bit again um and it's funny because today a year ago today, I posted my most viral video ever. It was on TikTok. It got six and a half million views. And that's what got me nice. from like 30K to almost 100. So I reposted the exact same video to the exact same song with the exact same hashtags. And I was like, hey, a year ago, this made me go viral. And I just checked and it's at 250,000 views. Holy now. shit, yeah. see? So, see? And it's like, I was going from 300 views to all of a sudden, this reposted yeah. video is a hit. So it's like... But so there you what's go. funny, it's a new audience because all of these people are commenting like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I love it so much. And it's like, obviously they weren't part of that yeah. original viral. This is a new audience. So I don't know. It's worth kind of sticking to it and keep going and keep going because eventually those taps are going to open again. Yeah. Hopefully. And also, that's, that's the thing is waiting it out, right? And being yeah. patient and do, continuing to do your thing even when it sucks. Yeah, because I was literally eight months, like July. Yeah. Seven months. Seven months of sad face. Yeah. 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 And that, that's let me ask you this. This the the TikTok post that did well. Did you post it on Instagram? Yep. I put po- I actually posted did, the exact did same it video. Do well there as well? No. No. So the original like, one not did. At all? <laughs> the original one I think got like maybe a hundred thousand views on okay. Instagram, but I reposted yeah. it today with the yeah. same, like, Hey, this was my most viral video, whatever, whatever. And like, I have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And after like three hours, it's got 4,000 views. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, like, that's, really? that's, it's, that's like my deck video. I kept milking that as my, like that was in my back pocket. Every time I needed <laughs> some followers, I would post yeah. this deck video from Dom's cottage. And the last time I posted it, not terrible, but you know, now it's been a few weeks. That's the last time I am ever posting it. I'm making that known <laughs> publicly. It got like maybe 30,000 views, which is like, I'm not yeah. complaining, but. Hey, I would take 30,000 views right now. I would take <laughs> oh. it and I would be like, yes. 
I know. Right now, <laughs> I would love 30,000. See, that's the thing is, I was up until, I don't know, the, like September, October, like 30,000, 20, between 20 and 30. Like that was like an average real. That was for, normal. Yeah. Like that was a normal. Like if I got less than that, I would be disappointed. Now, like since like November, December, January, I would kill to get like a 30,000 reel. Like now I'm lucky to crack 10K on a reel. I know. Yeah. That's become crappy, man. Um, let's lighten up the mood here a little because we're all content creators, very addicted to our cell phones, which none quit. of us can. You, <laughs> you guys made me want to quit. I'm quitting tomorrow. All my accounts are going to well, be deleted. This guy's closing everything. Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, um, let me ask you guys a would you rather involving your cell phone since you guys are so addicted to it. And this is actually a tough one. Would you rather, and instead of using the word break, I'm going to say, okay, break, but you can't immediately replace it. So it's like, let's say it's like a month away, okay? Would you rather break your cell phone and not be able to replace it for a month or break a leg? <laughs> Definitely my well, cell like, phone. How how is a cell phone broken? Like, can I still use it with like no. my correct screen? Oh. No, it's broken. It's it's yeah. to the point where like a, a bulldozer ran over it, and uh, and and they don't have any in stock for at least a month. A month to six weeks. Actually, fuck it, six to eight weeks before you get a replacement cell phone. <laughs> I'd break my leg, man. I wanted to hear someone say that. That's why. <laughs> Like my life is on my phone. How, what would I do for six to eight weeks? Literally, literally, what six. would I do? That's my whole job. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, I would, that makes I would take of... six to eight weeks off and like <laughs> jump around on my two legs. <laughs> yeah, go walking and not worrying about. As posting, if you do that hiking. many things with your two legs. I I just got a on? Peloton. What do you thought? I'm I'm entering Did the you, tour. Of... Wait, you have a Peloton too? Yeah, Vic. Don't That's... you know yet that Vic and I do the exact same thing? Okay, all I the knew time? Vic had a Peloton. I didn't know you had a Peloton. Dom, just admit it. I influenced you. I'm an you influencer. Did. Yeah, Excuse me. Was this a brand deal? Did you get free Peloton bikes? Oh, fuck, I, I wish. Wish. Yeah. I was gonna say we, you better hook me up with whoever gave that. To. We're actually in negotiations to be two new instructors. We're gonna yes. lead the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lead the dad bod class. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. What's hilarious is that people would probably actually do that. It's actually really fun, man. I got a high five today from some guy whose handle was dad bod. It was funny. Oh, I, yeah? I didn't know. How to... Yeah. Did you ever high five anyone yet? And then the no, little I'm hand not high fiving anyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Are they, it's like a live class. Like you actually. I don't, I don't want to be high fived and I'm not planning on high fiving anyone. <laughs> You know you how many can, people ask me? <laughs> you, you can do live classes, but there's also like a whole library of like pre-recorded ones. But as even if you do a pre-recorded one, it shows you like other people that are doing that exact same one at the same time as you are. Oh. Yeah. It, it is very like addictive. Like it makes you want to like, I, I did it like today and I, I want to do it again already, but. This guy wants to wrap I'm, up the podcast early and go I'm, ride around Switzerland. I'm <laughs> old. I need to take it easier. I'm going to paralyze myself. <laughs> I did too much all at once. Oh, man. Just don't repeat the treadmill incident. This guy couldn't walk for a month and a half because he went walking once on a treadmill. <laughs> but that's why, that's why I got the bike because that's not as hard on your knees. But no, it's it so is hard good. on your butt. Yeah, that's why that's I don't okay. like biking. 
you could get like a, a different seat. No, you have to know how to sit on the on the bike seat yeah. properly. But um, actually, what's funny I is when I, I announced... don't sit anyway. I do like a full out like standing ride, so it doesn't matter. It's called. Out I think of you the guys saddle. need to race. I think you guys need to do a podcast where you're it, on your Peloton bike to see it, who that, can do it. That better. reminds me. Did you know that we could like link up through like there's a little camera on those. There's a camera. <laughs> There's a camera. Yeah, you could. I was reading. You we, could like we could link up and see each other and like. We do have a, to do a ride and look at. We could uh, do a ride to together and see each other. I mean, I'm not weird. gonna do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> In fact, you know how many people ask me when I first said I have a Peloton, like, "Hey, send me your handle. We can oh, race yeah, together." No. I'm like, I'm not fucking no. sending my name to anyone. Like, I don't. I'm not even gonna tell Dom my name. You know, I don't no want chance. Yes. <laughs> I don't want fucking people high-fiving me that I know. I'd rather have strangers high-fiving me, you know? So, that, so Dom, you would rather uh, not break a leg, and and Leslie, you would rather break a leg. Um, I, I That's a tough one, man. I'd, I'd probably rather not break a leg either. I'd take six to eight <laughs> weeks off. Um, I, it we would can see who the real content creator here is then, Ooh, I think. I think that's so, right. yeah. I think so. Or who the two smart ones are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If, if only you could see Leslie's face. Fuck, she wants to kill me. All right. This one's more uh, lighthearted. Um, maybe you guys enjoy these things. I don't know. So answer this. Would you rather eat ice cream with ketchup on it or a banana with mustard on it? Oh, man. It would, I, you know I can't stand mustards. <laughs> I'd have to do the ice cream. I think I would do the ice cream too because tomato is technically a fruit, so I can like see it I'm maybe kind of working. About it. Yeah, but it's like very like vinegary ketchup. Yeah, it's that's like it's not like cream. putting it's not like putting berries <laughs> on your ice cream. Hey, do you not remember when you made me eat broccoli in I ice cream? I, I think I could eat right. ketchup in ice cream. Okay. You probably could. You probably could. Yeah. Yeah, I hate mustard too, but um, I also what? hate bananas, so that's a yeah, I don't like mustard. No, I I'll put a little first. I started to enjoy it more as I grew older. Same thing, it's like onions in my cat in my book. I hated onions till I became like 36, and then like now I just love them like grilled, sauteed. You know, what that, was, that was the magic age 36. You just 36. all of a sudden. Yeah, I woke that up. I'm day, like, I want like onions, onions for breakfast. <laughs> you just ate an onion like an apple that day. It yeah, was still, good. Oh, that's gross. I still hate raw onions. Calm down. Um, but bananas are also one of those weird things to me, man. Like they're wicked in a smoothie or like cut up in Rice Krispie cereal. But a banana is just disgusting on its own. No? Or am I if it's, no, a banana. For me, a banana has to be like still kind of greenish. <laughs> Like, it can't be ripe. I hate ripe bananas. Like, I want them, like, still, like, a little bit. This guy wants a raw banana. Fuck, he's a monkey. Yeah, yeah. Have, you ever, have, you, have you ever put a banana in the freezer? Yeah. I, I hate bananas. Why would I do that? Oh, sorry, it's I have. Like, but then like, we, it's we like a popsicle. No, not. I didn't eat the banana after freezing. Yeah. I, like, freeze no. them to make muffins or something. No, yeah, of course. But, no, if you put a banana in the freezer and then, like, eat it it's like a popsicle it's a known thing people like give it to their kids like instead of giving them popsicles when they're babies and stuff they're literally making this up I, yeah you, just, you want to bet your clamps true. on it <laughs> no. those are my clamps actually <laughs> 
Hey, speaking of your background, is that CNC hooked up yet or what? Um, We're not allowed to it, <laughs> No, it's on the table. It's on the table. It turns on, but I haven't put the router in it yet. Oh. And I also have not bought the software to operate it yet. So. Hey, you don't need to buy anything. Just use what I use. It's all free. What What do you use? Do you use the trial? So, um, no, I use... Um, fuck, I'm having a mind fart here. But what, hap what happened was the, um, hold on, we'll come back to this topic, but I was just explaining to someone the other day that I updated this certain software and I'm not trying to hide it from our people. I just can't remember what it was. And then the new version was, was there was like half the things that used to be available were not available anymore. So I called my buddy Ben at Ben My at Myers Woodworking immediately, and I was like, "Dude, fuck, what happened?" And he goes, "Go into your um, on on a MacBook. There's like a previously downloaded folder, unless you've also deleted that. And I I've never have because I didn't even know it existed. He goes, "Go re-upload that old one," and so I did, and then um, you know it was all there again, and it was all free. But yeah, maybe you're thinking of what I'm thinking, but no. I'll text you after the show is over and use this one. Um, but then again, if you download the new one, it'll be not free. Dom, you're the nerd here. Can I send her my old downloaded file? I don't know. I'm, I have no idea. <laughs> Look, you're sitting in front of a laser. You should know this kind of stuff. I have no idea. I don't know. The The okay. laser yeah. does everything on its own. Yeah, um, but that's that's where it stands. So yeah, I'll message you about the software, but... This is the life of a part-time maker is that that it just hasn't taken the priority to get it up and running. Cause I'm just like constantly trying to get stuff done. So meh. yeah, one day, oh, no. sure. one day. You're, you're making signs that have 9,000 pieces in them. <laughs> yeah, I am. But that's going to bring me a whole new audience, a CNC yeah. audience. So it's exciting. Hey, actually one of my latest reels that got like, Ooh, maybe even 50,000 views was a CNC video. So yeah, that's pretty good. You know, these days, a lot of people want to learn how to do stuff, right? So most of my followers have learned what I have to teach about scroll sawing. So I'm hopeful that like with the CNC, as I start posting stuff about it, it'll bring like fresh eyes to my page too. So I think that's one of the big things too, with like targeting your audience is like doing new stuff. Cause you want to bring, you don't want people to be bored. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, kind of online with our, uh, we're talking about digital files, this and that our buddies at Sandlot creative co hold on. I'm probably going to sneeze and that takes oh. me like 20 minutes. Okay. No, it passed. Okay, um, our buddy at Sandlot creative co wants to know, um, selling digital design cut art files, best-selling children's books for our, our friend Mark. Um, I would love to break into that space, but I have a lot of questions in terms of the format of selling them. Um, do you sell them? S blah, blah, blah. So his question's long, but basically in terms of digital files, like do you guys sell digital files? What platform do you use? How do you do it? Um, is it successful? No. I don't sell digital files, but I can tell you that I do buy a lot of digital files. So for scroll, so I typically go, I have Canva Pro. So that's like a design website where you can use 
images and files um, for commercial use. So like I can download images and cut them out on my scroll saw, or I could cut them on the CNC if I wanted to, if I ever get it set up and I can sell the products that I make. Um, I go through Etsy a lot of the time. Like if I'm looking for a specific image, like I make signs and somebody will say, I want a rose on my sign. So I'll go out and try to find a digital file of a rose that they'll like. And usually they cost like three bucks or something. And that gives you the commercial licensing to be able to sell it. Um, fonts, I get those off of Etsy or sites like um, Creative Fabrica. Creative Fabrica is a site that people can upload stuff to. So like if Sandlot Creative is looking to sell his files, he could look at websites like that where they'll actually sell the files for him. Um, Cause you can see like when you buy them, it's like buy so-and-so or whatever. And they have their own pages kind of like they, Etsy, they only take 90% of the fees. Yeah. 95%. <laughs> you get one cent per file. <laughs> but that's the thing too. Like if you, if you're selling digital files, a lot of the time you're going to want to target people like makers. So I follow a lot of other makers too that sell digital files and I've bought digital files from other makers because I see what they make and I'm like, oh, that's super cool. I'll buy that too. So kind of connecting with people, like finding people that do that is a really good idea because you'll be able to find that audience of who's going to buy it. I think there is like a huge market for it, especially in kind of my niche which is sign making because um, not like the vast majority of us are not graphic designers. We're all using files from different places. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to touch on, um, I think it's Dan who asked this question Dan, again. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Dan from Sandlot Creative Co. Um, I, I don't sell in terms of like files that I've created for my CNC or 3D printer. I don't sell those, but I do sell my stump shop book. And then I also sell, um, a, uh, a plan. I guess I do sell files because it's plans to my stump leveling jig and I sell those. I mean, in, in terms of what's successful, that's a subjective term, but every once in a while, my phone does that little ching, like it's in the casino because that's what I have my Etsy set to. So every time I sell files, I get that little sound and, and once in a while I do sell, um, sometimes I sell more than other times, but that for me is all through Etsy and I've just, Dom and I have talked about this at length. I'm just too lazy to set up my own website and this and that. And even then, if you do, I still think there's fees associated with oh, web. Yeah, of course. There's right? Still Host I mean, I still, when, I, when I sell through my website, there's still like a ton of fees. It, it's yeah. not as bad as, as Etsy, much, yeah. but it's not, it's not, it's not that free. far <laughs> off. I mean, yeah, it's not free. Yeah, exactly. I've I've looked into it with a with a buddy at work who does websites, and I was like, "Fuck, that's that's what I have to pay. Like, that's I might as well just keep my Etsy, right? That's yeah. that's you know, I might lose a, a couple bucks here and there, but um, that's how I sell my files. And and Leslie hit the nail on the head. You still have to target those plans because or those files. And the reason I like Etsy, to be honest, is because they do um, internal marketing like they push your posts out and then and then they give you results saying like hey with the money that we've put into marketing your file this is how many people have visited your page this is how many you've sold so that i do like because then or you can opt in to pay um the host which is etsy a little extra for them to push out your file and then you could get a lot of sales but you got to know who you're targeting for that because um, a lot of people that watch my stuff 
don't, and I know this is a fact, for example, me personally, don't give a shit about woodworking. They care more about like the dad life and like what I'm doing behind the scenes. So like I have friends that will never, ever in a million years buy a file, but they love my content. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, that's also a big part of it. But that was a question from the old school for the grand mailbox. Um, you guys have any questions or anything you guys want to shoot the well, shit did, about? Did Leslie get any uh, questions that she wants to answer? Did you get anything interesting? I did interesting? have some questions. She sure did. Mm -hmm. Let me let me ask you them, actually, Leslie. Okay. <laughs> um, Southern Pine Design Co. wants to know, what's your favorite thing to build dun, 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 other than signs? Oh, put on the spot. I don't really build much else other than signs, but I have had the opportunity to do some content creation for companies where they're like, we just want you to build anything you want. Um, so I've built like a drying rack and over Christmas, I built like a box shaped like a truck. Um, so when I get the that opportunity cool, yeah. to like be fully creative, when somebody's like, just make something. I actually really love being able to do that because I feel like it pushes my skill set beyond what I'm used to. So that didn't really answer the question, but basically when I get to be creative is my favorite. Would, would you like to be able to do more of that? Yeah. So, and actually I've been meaning to bug you guys. I'm going to workbench conference, which I Ew. know you guys have been to in the past and they have they have like a ton of different seminars that you can mm -hmm. go to. So I'm really interested to kind of go to different ones to see kind of where I want to go next. Like I love making signs. I'm never going to stop making signs, but my woodworking knowledge is still like what I what only I know right now. So I'd love to get into more like wood turning using a lathe I don't know more epoxy work stuff that I haven't done before like I need to learn how to do bow ties I don't know I've never done that before and I need to do that so stuff like that I'd like to get into get your CNC hooked up you can cut your own bow ties and then go watch like any second one of my videos it's about bow ties basically so. I know can you just come <laughs> and do it for me <laughs> In fact, I'm going to, the piece I, and this is a true story, the piece I dropped today in my garage that was from your husband's property there, um, yeah. I'm going to probably end up putting it back together with some dowels and bow ties. It's going to look really cool. So, um, like a huge, like a massive bow tie into Just it. Just one huge one, yeah, like one a 18 inch bow tie. <laughs> Top and bottom. That would be funny. Um, you know what? This doesn't specify Leslie. So actually, no, because it does say sign. So that'll be Leslie specific. But this next one is for all of us. It's from plaid underscore poppy. What's the smallest space any of you set up shop in? Set up shop in air quotes. I think we all work out of our, well, I work out of my garage. I know Dom does, yeah. but you, Leslie, work out of your basement. So I talk do. to me about that. How the hell does that work with dust? So this wood shop was actually a wood shop before we moved into the house. The guy that lived here before us was also a woodworker. So he had all the vents sealed off um, 
to this room. So there's actually <laughs> very little ventilation in here, which is why I'm always like bundled up because it's really cold. There's no um, fresh oxygen in that room at all. You have no, like a 40 minute work window. Breathe. Um, but then the door, I have it like sheeted with plastic so that the dust can't get out. And then I have like the air scrubber things and then dust extractor that I hook up to my tools when I'm using it. So it's dusty a bit within the shop, but very little actually escapes this room. Nice. Yeah. So Long? I think I do have the smallest shop. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think you probably do have I mean it's not that much smaller than than what we work in, but Yeah, that's true. It's like below my garage. So I'm just like yeah. slightly smaller than a two car garage. Nice. My garage door on my wife's side where she parks broke. Um now it's been probably a few weeks. And and tomorrow, actually, we're going to finally look at new garage doors because not only did the cable snap, but like some whole components just broke. It's just it's done and we need a new door. But I've been kind of putting that off, fixing it because she's been forced to park outside. And this is terrible because it's like the worst snowstorm ever, like last week and stuff. But I've actually had a two car garage as my shop and it's a little bit extended, actually. Um, It's instead of a central vac, we have that like little kind of cut off open area it's hard to explain but it's bigger than a normal two-car garage by a few feet um so to answer plat underscore poppy's question um in terms of smallest space i think that's probably leslie and her in the basement but it is an old wood shop and then dom and i work out of a two-car garage um good underscore wood by nona wants to know the easiest way to cut a circle and i know a lot of your signs are circles so how do you cut a circle? The easiest way, in my opinion, is using a bandsaw with a jig um, because it's the fastest. Like it's just one pass um, and you can cut it out. I also cut them with a router. So I'd probably say if I ever get my CNC cut up, uh, set up, that'll probably be the easiest way to cut a circle. That's right. Yeah. Do You know what? Doing it with a router with one of those circle jigs is actually a lot of work. Well, especially because you have to do so, like, depending yeah. on how thick your wood is, you have to do yeah. so many passes. Yeah, and then sometimes the router doesn't even make it all the way through, and then you still need to cut yeah. out. Vic, did you use that one yet that, that I no, gave No, I still have it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm not yeah. in any rush to get it back, but... No, I still have it, and, and today I opened my tool cabinet because I had to to hook up that uh, track saw we were talking about earlier, finally, yeah. and... And I'm like, oh, shit, I still have Dom's circle jig. And I told this guy I'm making a circle table like a month ago. But that's my uh, next days off project because um, I had to bang out this closet this week. And then that's how I batch my my uh, projects and content is around my job job. So I work a week, then I'm off a week. So within the next like basically four to seven months, I'll give you back that circle jig. That's <laughs> four to I'm, seven I'm months. In- I'm in no rush for it. I haven't used it in, in longer than that. So we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know where it is if you ever need it. Yeah. Um, actually, I like these questions. There's one more here. Okay, so we're not going to answer this quickly or directly because it's a very hard question to answer. In fact, it's probably a whole other episode. But um, Horiang7 wants to know, hi, how do you set the prices for your pieces do you use any formula or don't you? So quickly, maybe I'll adjust that question to Leslie. Do each of your signs cost the same? Don't give us a monetary value, but 
or do they all depend on like what how do you judge like how do you price stuff so the vast majority of what i make is custom so almost every single project is priced custom um typically my rule of thumb if it's you know like a standard logo or like just a name sign I have like a base price depending on the size of it. So if it's like a 24 inch sign, that base price is going to cover like the material cost. So the wood, the glue, the stain, the paint, whatever, that base cost will cover that. And then I charge a per character fee. So if it's like 25 characters, it's like whatever X amount of dollars per character. And then that is paying for my time. Um, and then usually I'll add a little bit more on top for profit. So that's kind of what I typically do. Um, custom signing sign pricing is, is hard because the time, like when you've never made something before, you're not going to know how long it's really going to take. So with practice, I've kind of learned what to charge. Um, but when in doubt, charge more. Yeah. That's right. And if you're selling too many items, that's the only thing I can um, drop in there as advice is if you're selling too many and the second you list them, they're sold and people are constantly, yes, I'll take one, I'll take one. Then it's time to maybe raise your price a little. And a small example is I did that with my Lego trays because I got to that point where I, I didn't want to keep making them, but I kept selling them. So I raised them a few bucks, you know, I mean, not a few bucks, a, almost a significant amount. And they still sell, but enough that I can kind of, yeah. you know, I'm not selling them too much, but yeah, that's, don't. that's good advice because I've had a bunch of people, you know, message me, you know, how would you price like charcuterie boards, right? When I used to post them a lot more, I used to get messages all the time. Hey, I, I'm making some of these. How would you price them? And yeah, I've given that advice a lot. Like, you know, you have to, you know, go out there with a the price. If you find you're selling out, your price is too low. If you're not selling anything, your price is probably too high. And and you got to kind of figure out that price because then it all depends on someone's market too, right? And I've said that to a lot of people before. I'm in Toronto. The market here bears, you know, this price. Your, wherever you are, that, that may not necessarily translate, right? Toronto is a big market in terms of hospitality and, and the restaurant industry and all that stuff. If you're in like, you know, a, a small town somewhere else, you may not, it may not be the same thing. You may not necessarily be able to get that price or you may be somewhere better. You may be in like LA or New York where you can get even more than Toronto. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, I'd much rather be making one thing that I'm selling for a hundred dollars than making 10 of them and selling them at $10. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like the, yeah. there's that volume. You're just going to blow your brains out at the end of the day, trying to, to get that all done. I'd rather like, and, and don't don't sell yourselves short either of you too, where it's like it's not just a charcuterie board. It's not just a sign or in my case, it's not just a stump. It's it's you know, it's a Leslie sign or it's yeah. a it's a Dom board. And when people ask me, like, hey, how much do you sell for a stump? I have such trouble responding in a DM without sounding like a big arrogant asshole. And I'm not that's not my intent. But like I'll tell people I'm like, hey, I might sell this sign for or sorry, I might sell this stump for this much, but I, maybe I don't suggest you try that because that people might look at you like, are you crazy, right? So if you're selling signs for, I'm just going to throw out a number, you know, a million dollars, 
someone else might not be able to that's do that, good, right? So that's a good number you just <laughs> threw out there. That's my average price. That's what, yeah. Million that's, dollars. Well, I asked her to make me a fucking stump shop sign, and she said it's a million dollars. And I was like, I don't have a million dollars. A million. <laughs> I have to I've, sell four stumps to make I've, a million dollars. I've, I've kept her busy because I have like 19 oak and feather signs in my cottage. So she's been, she's been busy the last few years making signs for me. Yeah. You have yeah. four no, four million dollars worth of size in your cottage. Yeah. No, but Vic, I get what you're saying too. Like there's something to be said about skill, right? Like when you're first starting, you might not be the best. When I first started, I sold signs for like 40 bucks. Like yeah. I didn't have that much skill, but like we've all been doing this for more than like half a decade now. Like we've got years and years of skill and experience under our belts. So every year I've raised my prices because I'm better at what I do and I take more time and I pay more attention to detail. So as you progress, like once you set a price, that doesn't mean that's always going to be the price. Like if I quoted somebody on a sign two years ago and they come back and they're like, Hey, I want that sign now. I'd be like, cool. But the price is way higher because I now have two more years of finessing my skills that I charge for. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're also building a brand that you have to support. Like it's, you know, it is, why do you think Nike shoes cost more than, you know, no name shoes? Like there's also yeah. that whole like, and what, fuck, see, I hate talking like this because I'm not trying to make us sound like Nikes, but it, it like, fuck, to get a, a M inspired living charcuterie board, you're not paying the same as you would for a charcuterie board at home sense or whatever, right? That, that just, that's the way it is. So um, let me open up my phone here again to answer um, Did you he, see at the Grammy Awards they gave everybody had like their own personal charcuterie board on their table? I no, did I didn't see that. see that. Why didn't I get that job? Imagine making I wanna, like charcuterie I wanna boards know for like who who made those? Like what yeah. a job! That would be a every like they all had names on them and stuff. Or no, I well, just saw like at, at the table. Yeah, they were covered in food, so you couldn't even see if it was like a nicely done board or just like a slab of wood. But yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, so Horianig7, I hope we answered your question there. Um, this is just kind of an overall question. What's your favorite project ever? That's can, you even, can you even answer, answer that? I, it's always the project that I'm currently working on. That's kind oh, of what that's it, like get out of jail free. Yeah, that's no, like a like, super politically correct. <laughs> uh, get 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 Leslie's going to Leslie's running for prime minister in the next election, <laughs> I think. This is the new host of For the Grand podcast. Fuck, that's Coming at you live. Leslie. Fuck. That's you're you know what you're eliminated. Hold on. I'm kicking her out. No. So going to finish the episode. No, but seriously. <laughs> Seriously, the project I am actually working on right now is my favorite to date so far. Truly. Can you talk about it? Yeah, it's it's a massive truck grill. And this is the cool thing about your target audience, right? I had a video in the summer go viral. It got like a million and a half views. And it was a transport truck that I had cut out on my scroll saw for a fuel company that's out in Alberta. They happen to drive Western Star Trucks, which is owned by Daimler, which is like the biggest automotive company in North America. And they saw that video 
and they reached out and they asked me to make the Western Star logo for their head offices. That's sick. That, yeah, so I'm doing that right now, and it's scary, but it's cool. Tell so, me, tell me that included a, uh, and then of course I'm gonna have to fly out to see your head office. I know, like and, part of me is like, can I personally deliver this because I'm so scared to ship it? Yeah, That's I, I would, I would demand a site visit to measure personally, you know, in a few right? nights in yeah. a hotel. But see that that also just goes to show that you know, through the ups and downs of social media and, and you get into those huge slumps, all it takes is for your content to cross one set of eyes, mm -hmm. right? That yep. could give you like such a huge break. Yeah. Right. So you That's never know. You got to just keep plugging keep away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you this didn't is answer a... what your favorite project was. Oh, I don't if, know. I, don't... I, I honestly can't even say what my favorite project is. I don't know. I'd have to like think about Fuck, she it. She was talking to me. Will you shut up? No, she was talking, talking to me. <laughs> you you oh, know yeah, I don't that you never answer questions. That's true. If you're new to this podcast, Vic, I don't answer questions. I just always ask them. No one gives a shit about me. Fuck, I can't wait till this podcast is over so I can go crawl up in a hole in that corner over there. <laughs> I'm going to do a 40 kilometer ride up on my bike after this. <laughs> hey, let's hook up our cameras after this. I'm fucking half in the bag. We're going to go for a ride around Edinburgh. <laughs> um, okay, so Leslie, this one, don't answer, okay? This is a very rhetorical question. We but... should have asked Mark to be on instead of Leslie. Imagine how fun this would have been with Leslie's husband. <laughs> hey, I'm going <laughs> to... What, did you just scratch your forehead? For for, for the I listeners that, that can't see, just Leslie really just did something very vulgar my in my direction. <laughs> and this is the clip that we're going to be using in the <laughs> For the Grand Stories we talked about. What uh, went down? You just drove me crazy uh, the whole time. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's the question I'm not supposed to answer? All right. This is just a funny question. I think it's awesome that someone would ask you this. but And like I said, we're immediately moving on. Don't answer this, but... What do we have to do to convince you to be on Team Lesbian? <laughs> Someone actually, actually asked that. Asked that? Yeah. That's actually they very did. complimentary. So that's, that's what I'm saying. That's a huge compliment. So, um, you know, unless you do want to answer it, I mean, what will it take them to convince you? I don't think that's something you can convince someone. I to, know. I was just gonna say, you know, I don't. But... I don't really think that's a a choice <laughs> that you make. But that's right. thank you for the compliment. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> So, oh, here's a good one. This is, why don't we, we're, we're, oh, wow, this has been a long episode. I like that. Um, this is like two drives to work and back. It's, we're at an hour and 20 minutes, but Authentic Casa Wood Designs wants to know, is it a faux pas to like your own post? And does the algorithm know. shun you if you do? What do you guys I think? I, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> I always like my own posts. Do you? I'm my I am my own biggest fan, I would say. <laughs> so let me throw this out there. I don't know who or where I heard this, but recently, actually I think it was one of those, you know, those accounts that grow your Instagram and they're yeah. pumping mm -hmm. out videos every day about how to grow your Instagram. They said if you don't like your own post, how the hell do you expect others to like your own post? So there you go. I agree. That's and so, and ever since then, this was only a few weeks ago, I started liking all my own posts and I'm going to continue to do it. 
Yeah. And then I go into my five other accounts and like my post also <laughs> and save it and then send it to all those other accounts. <laughs> and then that's why I'm shadow banned. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean. Yeah, I don't either, man. I, I you know, I'm not going to be the first one to like my own post because then it'll say like liked by the stump shop, but it's also like my own post. But after a few hundred people have liked that, I definitely yeah. like my own post. Um, yeah. Well, if you remember when we went to Workbench, I think it was the very first time we went, Brad Rodriguez was doing uh, I remember like that, a, yeah. a class and he said, like your own posts. Did he say that? Yeah, I he did. I, I, I remember in that class, he said, why would you not give yourself that extra like on the post? Right. Well, there you go. That so was also Brad, if like, Brad does it. I that's from like 21 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's that's old advice, but it's still it's still relevant. Um, and then I'm just you guys should through. you guys should come to WorkbenchCon. I'm just putting it out there. There's still time. We could do this live in Atlanta. I'm just inviting myself back on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's Mark on Atlanta too. Like like your mark, not the mark that used to be on the No, screen. my mark <sighs> is not. He will be watching our children. Oh. Can, oh, if, can he would, you, if he can was you going, you'd come. Can you stay and watch the kids and he, yeah, could, can and he goes? <laughs> can you transfer your ticket over? <laughs> One for each of you. <laughs> That's a lot of middle fingers. Look, even Dom's yeah. using his middle finger. Look. <laughs> um, all right. This question's too long. This one's very long. Oh my God, this one's even longer. I'm not kidding you guys. Look at my screen. I'm Where did those come from? Look, that's one. So I'm like, that's too long. Then I go to that one. And then I'm like. <laughs> those are not like, that's a question. These, these are questions. These are, these are more like essays. So we're not going to answer those just because simply I can't read them. Um, but that's about it. Um, our final, unless you guys have anything else to say, I want to ask you guys one more would you rather. And uh, it's would you rather wear someone else's dirty underwear or use their dirty toothbrush? <laughs> They're both disgusting. Can I rinse? Can I rinse the toothbrush off first? Nope. No, just Do from it. the last the last <laughs> usage, you have to immediately use it. Would I get to choose who the person is? <laughs> like I think that makes Listen, a huge you cannot difference. use my toothbrush or underwear, Dom. Okay, I'm making that <laughs> known publicly. <laughs> I'd have to go with underwear. I have to go. Mm, I don't yeah. know. I I think <laughs> I would choose toothbrush. I think I would too. Like because a toothbrush like has like toothpaste on it, which is like kind of like soap for your mouth. <laughs> So like it's kind of like, what if you but put where has that in the underwear? In? I can't. Did you make that one up, or did somebody ask that? Because that was terrible. Don't worry about the source of these you, questions, okay? Did you answer it? You said toothbrush. Um, I would have to go with toothbrush, yeah, because yeah. underwear is in that like, you know, disease region. I guess so is the <laughs> mouth, but like. What about gum disease? I, I'd rather have gum disease than gum any disease sort of is not private region disease. You know? Okay, fine. You change my mind. I'll use somebody's toothbrush. 
No, I too late. Think... Nope. You have to put <gasps> no. on a you have to put on someone's used underwear. I've learned during this podcast that Leslie is a terrible decision maker when <laughs> when she's under pressure. But she's quick to change her answer. We've also learned that, which means she's adaptable. Um, I do have a lot more questions here, but let's uh, wrap up this episode because we don't want to keep people for, you know, the length of a f- movie two hours long. That's ridiculous. So um, thank you, everyone, for joining us and for listening. This is always awesome. If you liked this episode or if you like any of our other episodes, then share. Just share. It's very easy. Throw it in your stories. Go tap the heart on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And Leslie, thanks so much for joining us. Um, that was awesome. It's good to have a little, you know, a third person to bounce questions off of, mainly because I'm just sick and tired of this elderly Italian here. Um, but yeah, that's thanks about for it. having me. And let um, us know if you want to have her back, if you if you guys yeah. want to hear her back again. Or if, or if you, Spam or if you them hate with her Leslie and you never want to hear from her again. <laughs> Either way, yeah. let us know. Let us know. And like your own post and uh, go reach out to your target audience, sell stuff, uh, make content every single day, All even right, if that's you're not enough. gaining Just followers. Stop talking now. All right. Good night. That's enough, guys. I have, a, I have to go ride Edinburgh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Ciao.